everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Joss vs. the World. So today we have been playing some Heroes of the Storm. I am joined by the wonderful Kyle Ferguson from Into the Nexus. So thank you so much for joining me, Kyle. This is the, the first show. I'm nervous and excited, and you were just, you were so amazing to play with. <laughs> oh, it was a blast. You have a great Lily. I really enjoyed your Rainer as well. Oh, thank you. So uh, basically what the idea behind Joss versus the World is um, every week I'm going to pick a new game and I'm going to pick a new kind of mentor type person and we're going to play a few matches of whatever the game is <laughs> and then um, we're kind of going to go over what the new player experience is in that game because the idea came from me talking to a whole bunch of my different gamer friends and basically they all said the same thing is you know, I love playing games, but usually I play the single player or I play, you know, against AI or just with friends or worst case scenario, I haven't even tried that game because I don't want to play against other people. It gives me ladder anxiety. It's, you know, the people are mean. I don't like PVP, you know. So I thought what I would do is put together a series and I think we're probably going to do about uh, 12 episodes and just kind of see what the reception is like. But I thought I'd put this together so I could show you guys basically if I can do it, then you can do it because my video game skills are eh <laughs> at best. <laughs> it, it, it takes practice. It's, it's just like a sport. I mean, that's how I described World of Warcraft rating to everyone for a long time is how is it any different than your flag football on the weekend? True. <laughs> so um, I just thought that it would be really cool if we started off because I knew that Kyle is a fantastic teacher. He does all kinds of uh, streams during the week, uh, solo Q&A stuff and uh, lots of coaching. So he was pretty much the perfect first mentor to uh, teach me all about Heroes of the Storm. So we played two matches. I played one as Raynor playing kind of like a damage assassin kind of a role and one as Lily playing something more support like. And uh, so when basically I think uh, probably the easiest way is just kind of take all the tips that we learned in those couple of matches and, you know, what worked, what didn't, and just kind of smoosh it all together into about a 20 minute podcast. So definitely. There's, yeah, there's lots of people who in general can't always catch the stream or watch the whole thing. So this is kind of like a companion podcast to the stream that we just did. So I think the first thing that I learned and kind of realized, and I've been playing Heroes for a while, but not at any kind of competitive level. Like, I've been quick matching, but it's just kind of with friends, with no real, like, team comp. Like, what cool skin do you want to wear today, Jocelyn? And that's who I would play. So uh, the first thing that I learned is when you're actually loading into the map, just taking a look at who's on your team, who's on the other team, and what the roles kind of might shake out to be. So, Kyle, can you kind of, like, give us a rundown of maybe um, things to watch as a brand new player? Like, what are they looking for in those team comps? So, as you load up, you're in your quick matching, you're just going with a couple of friends. Of course, if you're five stacking in, you should make a comp. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> uh, but if you're just loading in, you just want to play Tracer for the day, whoever it may be. You're loading up, and you want to check out your team to identify your role in it. And then you want to check the enemy team to see what you're most afraid of. And the ultimate goal with that is to just make life easier. This game has a thousand cues. Uh, <laughs> if you think of ETC's mosh pit, not only does he power slide first stunning everyone, but then there's a cowbell, kunk, 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 and then it goes into the actual stun ability ultimate, 
that can end up winning a game. And you have to listen to that. You have to listen for the sound to know that he's actually performing that rather than just standing still for a couple of seconds. <laughs> Maybe I identify that on the enemy team as the one thing that I'm most concerned about. So really uh, taking a look at who's on the enemy team and saying, okay, I basically know who these characters are and what their abilities are. And I need to watch out for like one thing. So exactly. Yeah, that that is a really good strategy, I think, um, because I know if I start to try to think about too many things, I am just absolutely terrible at like map awareness and objective awareness and, you know, what's going to pop when. So if I have something that I'm looking for on the other team in terms of the other players, then it makes it so much easier to just say like, OK, I know there's five players, but the one thing I have to make sure I don't get caught in is ETC's alt. And if I can do that, then we're going to count that as a win for this game, regardless of how that plays out. So, Exactly. And that's not a Twitch decision to make. Right. Because you're, you're going to be making Twitch decisions the whole game. You have to step here, fire. You have to step there, fire. This guy's coming in. Oh, no, he, he stunned me. I got to run away. <laughs> like, those are the sort of things you need to give your immediate improvised attention to. The more important thing for identification, let's go with that ETC, Mosh Pit, is I saw a Mosh Pit and it feels like it was a minute ago so i'm starting to feel that my game sense i'm starting to feel the feeling <laughs> that there's probably a mosh pit waiting around and if i look at the enemy etc i might see him mounted up i might see him doing these little like whoo ha little jabs like he's he's kind of riding in and going oh no 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 and then riding a little bit and go oh no 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 that to me says there's an etc who can't wait to mosh pit it's on <laughs> cooldown i'm gonna be careful I feel like every ETC just can't wait to mosh fit. <laughs> it's like one of the coolest right? abilities in the game. <laughs> exactly. It makes you feel good. It wins games. Unless you're all by yourself and your team's not around, in which case you messed up. But another conversation. <laughs> exactly. So uh, looking at the damage rolls. So that was the first game that we played. That was Rainer. And I really enjoyed that. Normally, I when I have been playing, I've been playing Diablo. I've been playing a real kind of tanky kind of a character. So damage was new for me, and that's what I really wanted to do, is switch it up and, and put myself out of my comfort zone as if I am a new player. So playing in the damage role, I found that positioning, I think, was the hardest thing for me to do, because I was lucky in that I picked Rainer. He's, he's fairly straightforward. He only has a couple of abilities. We didn't pick anything that was an active. All we picked was passives. So really, all I had to worry about was making sure I was shooting things constantly without getting caught out. So that's one thing that I really do struggle with is I tend to go like full on, I want to just kill, 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 kill. <laughs> like run after, chase, do all the chasing. So today we learned don't chase. <laughs> Unless that's your job. Yes. Okay. And rain, so yeah. So that, that's, that's something that just comes with picking the character and knowing what your job is going to be. So let's let's just build a random comp, and let's say that I have, uh, let's have uh, Greymane, Illidan, Kael'thas. I'm the Kael'thas in this situation. Okay. I've got myself a Morales and a Rhaegar. Uh, Rexar. I always confuse <laughs> those two. So so got, I think everyone confuses those two. Who puts two orcs in with names that are that close? Like, come right? on, Blizzard. <laughs> So if I'm Kael'thas in that situation, I have found myself in a group with very little stuns. While I might want to land sweet flame strikes and living bombs all day long, my job has now switched to being the stunner. Okay. Make sense? Yes. 
So in this case, uh, we actually were lucky enough to queue in. Kyle was playing on Diablo, and then we had another tank. Uh, we had an Arthas, I believe, in that first game. Mm -hmm. So we had two tanks, so I knew that I was safe to go just, like, straight out damage. So I was just trying to shoot things in the face. I didn't have to worry about kind of backing Kyle up from a tanking perspective and going for a heal build. So that was actually, that was really fun for me because I got to throw myself 100% into that damage dealing role. Um, but we, I think we also talked about it when I played Lily, uh, where you had either the support type healing build or you have the, I think you called it the serpent build. So cups are serpents. So is that true for most characters that you kind of have two different ways you can build and play your character? Some. Some <laughs> are really finely tuned. I think the best example of spec diversity is in Vala. It's not surprising, though, because much like Leela, you're going to make a level one choice for the most part that is going to inform the spec. So if I want to go Vala... I, if I love Vala, I am in a great position because I can put her in almost every comp and change my spec to adapt to whatever's picked later on in a draft situation. Lily's a great support in the same way. If I find myself on a very tanky team, I'm going to need to perform a lot of big heals all along. I'll go a cups build. If I find myself on a team that's really flighty, Often, it's going to be going out of my range. That Illidan's always diving. That Butcher's always running. That Tracer's <laughs> always pew, pew, pewing up out, just outside of any cups at all. Going a Serpent build allows me to send a little healing helper with them so they can continue to outrange me over the course of the game. So, yeah, again, basically knowing where your team is going to be throughout the fight, which, again, comes up to, or, like, kind of brings us around to map awareness and knowing not only where your team is, but also the other team. So counting enemy players is something else we did today, which was a little bit different for me. <laughs> so knowing uh, who's dead, so how many, how many of their players are dead, and how many players that you can see on the map so that you're aware of how many are essentially missing or unable to be spotted in any way, shape, or form. So they are people that you need to be more worried about or less worried about if you can't see them. The whole conversation is working towards aggression. And that's what we're looking for to be able to turn on and off in all of our characters. I mean, Lily can pump out a ton of damage when she's levels ahead. When you can get forward enough to get those sweet wins off on people. So it comes in two different, actually about three different directions, really. <laughs> The first one, and probably the most obvious one, is going to be characters on the map. And that's something you'll really want to iron out in your play style across, you know, whoever's listening to this, everyone needs to iron this out in the play style. Watch the mini-map, count the characters, get aggressive if you see an opportunity. Ultimately, if we all were living inside this game and we had one life, we would all hide behind the walls having tea time all day. <laughs> because it would be too frightening and too dangerous for us to go beyond the gate. But... The only way you win this game is by doing damage, by getting out on the field. So we're taking a chance no matter what we do. If I see three characters in the top, two in the middle, and I'm in the bottom lane, awesome. I have every right to get nuts on that enemy wall because I know nothing's coming for me. Then a character disappears. I need to notice that, and I need to back myself up. So is that the kind of stuff that you should take the time to inform your teammate? Is there Because I know you can ping the map. Mm -hmm. But is there a way to say, like, 
enemy missing middle or anything like that? Or are the pings in the map kind of like a little bit less sophisticated than that? They're really, they're really rather basic. Uh, our other MOBAs, League of Legends, Dota, they have pings that can't allow you to call missing right now. And it's a feature we all want in Heroes. Oh, okay. But when you get down to the base level of it, the majority of people are never going to call missing for you because the maps are too small and the game is too fast. In other MOBAs, League of Legends, Dota, if someone disappears, they disappear for a minute and a half while they ride across Alterac Valley, basically. <laughs> and if they're missing, it, it's partially your job, but they're gone for so long that you need those allies to remind you that they're missing. Mm. Here in Heroes of the Storm, it's everyone's duty, and you can't rely on your teammates. If you're cool, if you're a cool guy, you might take, the, or you're nervous about your teammates because you've seen them been doing dumb stuff the whole guy, game, you might take the time to type missing bottom but it's pretty rare okay so because i'm kind of trying to get a feel for how much information i'm going to be giving out and receiving from people on my team so in both the matches that we played today with the exception of and we'll get to the the whole idea of salt and tilt a little bit later but with the exception of the one very salty angry lunara um we didn't actually have a whole lot of feedback it was mostly just like good luck at the beginning gg at the end um, there were a couple of pings saying like, this is dangerous or we should go here. But for the most part, we weren't getting too, too much information from our allies. Is that something that we can expect that you're pretty much on your own? Yeah, basically. In quick match. And, and again, yeah, we should say we were quick matching. We were not hero leaguing. Hero leaguing might be a whole other episode. <laughs> but in hero league, I would expect everyone to understand my cooldowns and what I can accomplish. Mm. Artanis, for instance, has no escape. And if he gets in a fight, he's there till he dies or we all win. Okay. And it's up to my team to understand that and make calls with me. That's why, you know, when we were playing through our games there, I was calling out, you know, look at this aggressive movement by this Arthas. Look how he really wants to go X or he really wants to be Y. And we would follow him because he was being a leader through his body language. All right. Oh, there's, I feel like there's so much stuff to kind of look at and try to remember and balance. And uh, it's, I mean, kind of overwhelming, but still, I think, doable. And I think that everyone needs to kind of understand that it's going to be overwhelming. You're going to die. You're going to lose. And all of that is totally okay. And you have to kind of keep yourself in a positive mindset. So... We mentioned the uh, the salty Lunara, and uh, I think actually, Kyle, I might just kind of let you take take off with this whole conversation because you made some really good points on stream about um, just how you kind of first of all deal with salt and deal with salty players. <laughs> so I would recommend if you're looking into getting into this game, if you're listening to this because you want to be into Heroes of the Storm, but you're too scared of the people, go into your options, click the social tab, turn off chat. <laughs> excellent excellent advice <laughs> you can also in game now hit the mute button on ping so no one's angrily pinging at you or throwing a fit because x didn't have no one was there to defend whatever it was that they're really salty about they've already checked themselves out and that's important information which is why i keep the chat on i need to know if that lunara becomes an angry salty player because if i'm supporting her i she now has less value i if i heal her She's more likely to make a mistake because she's angry. That heal will most likely be wasted and could have gone to that Arthas, who was completely awesome. 
Right. So basically anyone who is getting really salty and tilted, it's good for you to know that they are salty and tilted because then you can kind of readjust your resources and focus them on teammates who are playing as a team. Because I think uh, one thing that people don't necessarily know about Heroes of the Storm, if they're coming from other games or if they've never played multiplayer before, uh, when you're actually looking at Heroes, it is 100% a team-based game. You have a team level, you all progress at the same rate, there's other um, other MOBAs where you've got, you know, individual levels and you might have someone at level 10 and someone at level 15 and they have different talents and doing different damage and whatever. But in Heroes, it is 100% just one set of XP. So you have to play as a team. It is so critical that you're moving and playing and supporting as a team. So if you have one person who thinks it's all about them and is really, really angry and salty then you want to focus on the rest of your team and try to help each other and kind of almost win in spite of that <laughs> that salty angry non contributing player <laughs> right and one of the, one of my favorite moments and something i still do to this day if someone gets angry at my pick i always just say to them complain to me after the match mm. and more often than not i've i've been I've gone beyond tilted. It's like a full circle. There's very happy. There's extremely involved and there's tilted on the other side. You just spin right past tilted and just go to like extreme <laughs> and just apply yourself 100% and show them that you're not bad, that that character's not bad. That's, that's really, really good advice. And I know, okay, so we've talked about how to deal with other people's tilt. What about your own? Like, how do you kind of keep that zen attitude when like say i'm playing as lily and i don't hit my blind or i pop my alt and everyone's already dead like how do you get past that oh my god i just screwed up everyone's gonna hate me everyone's gonna be so mad at me i bet my whole team whether they're typing it or not are just railing at their computer screens right now like how I'm do glad, you get yourself out of that mindset <laughs> i'm glad you went with the whiffed alt because just missing a blind i was gonna say if you're holding yourself to that standard <laughs> You need to back down a couple pegs. It's going to be okay. <laughs> My standards for myself in video games are extraordinarily high. Like, <laughs> I expect to sit down and be amazing right away, which is part of my problem as a player, mm. because no one sits down at a game and is just amazing their very first try. But for some reason, <laughs> I feel like I should be. <laughs> no, and you have to practice just yeah. like anything. You know, baseball, any sport that you partake in, uh, juggling. You know, if you don't do it, <laughs> It's not going to work out when you choose to perform with it. And in fact, you know, in my role, I end up doing a lot of streams. I play a lot of custom games. And then when that's over, because those custom games are sometimes wacky because we're just mixing all sorts of difficulties together, I go and play games in my own league because I got to make sure my mind doesn't get stuck in, you know, maybe a lower league than me. Maybe, you know, I'm not really performing as well anymore because I've been playing against people who just don't work as hard at the game. So you got to make sure you practice if you want to be good at something. True. Very true. So and assume the... I've practiced and I still screw up. <laughs> okay. So how do you avoid being mad at yourself for that? Yes. How do you get out of that I'm so terrible mindset and get yourself kind of back in the game? How do you untilt in mm. heroes? Well, first of all, let's say it's not you. Because that's one of the first things that's usually tilts people because they're trying their best and they just see someone throwing the game over and over again. In all MOBAs, that's going to happen. 
accept it as fine and don't give that person any attention. It's awesome. Like, just think how awesome it is. Great. Kale Fuss is awful. Sweet. That means I never have to heal Kael'thas. I never have to watch where Kael'thas is on the minimap. I never have to respond to his stuns. I've just removed a whole fifth, I, more a whole tenth of what I'm paying attention to in this game. Okay, so kind of uh, refocusing. So the same, same sort of idea of how to deal with salty players is the same way that you deal with your own tilt and potential just bad players is like reallocating your brain power and your resources to the parts of the game that are going well and just kind of forgetting about the stuff that's going poorly. <laughs> exactly. Just ignore it. It's not important. Okay. If you are tilting yourself because you're performing poorly, then you need to analyze what you're doing and take it as a lesson. And that's hard. Learning is one of the hardest things I think you can do in life. <laughs> Our brains want to always keep things constant, the same, and change is scary. Instead, actually look at how the situation's working out. Hold yourself to lower standards if you're not practicing this game. If you're not, you know, just <laughs> grinding out and making sure that you're all that you can be day after day. If you just play once a week, Hold yourself to a lower standard because you will just play at that level and mm -hmm. that's fine. Man, and I need to get, I need to start getting into that mindset with a lot of stuff that I play because like I get real down on myself for a lot of different things, including heroes. And I mean like heroes, I usually play on Tuesday nights with my wonderful ladies. We drink a lot of wine and we play whatever we want. We play whatever in some cases the chat room makes us play. So that, uh, yeah, I need to kind of readjust my standards and expectations and kind of say like, okay, look, I play once a week or I'm brand new to the game or I'm trying out a new hero. Basically just readjust the way that you're thinking and say, okay, I expect to hit every single one of my alts this game and kind of like make little goals for yourself. I think it's probably the way that I need to do this. It's like as Diablo, I need to make sure that I'm like, maybe once this game, I'm going to grab somebody and bash them back into tower range. And then I'm going to count that as a win. <laughs> That's perfect. I think your first goal of hitting every alt is too extreme. <laughs> you need to leave yourself some wiggle room to mess up, right? But that Diablo thing, that's perfect. And mm. that's something you can actually apply in the early game when you're really focused on those things. As the game goes on, your tank, you need to be part of every group fight. You need to peel for your team, which is its own conversation. <laughs> and you can make that switch later on. But in the early game, when I am laning, I will pick up people and push them into walls. That's an awesome goal. And it means when you're out in the battle, you won't just be wiggling back and forth like that ETC we talked about because mm -hmm. you have an exact goal you're trying to accomplish. Right. All right, so I think um, that's pretty much going to do it for us. We're pushing up to the 25-minute mark now. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I think that that went really well. I had a lot of fun. I think the, the stream into the podcast was really cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, this is a great concept. I'm glad I could join you for your inaugural voyage. So. Right? <laughs> so um, in case you guys are wondering, there is going to be two different YouTube videos that are going to be tied to this. We have the uh, podcast, and then we're going to put the stream up as well. Um, so again, we went over the concept a little bit earlier. I'm really excited. Uh, next week, I'm hoping to do some Overwatch because, uh, next week is going to be the open beta-ing of Overwatch. So I'm really, really excited. And, uh, yeah. So thank you so much for watching me. Thank you so much for hanging out and watching the stream with Kyle and I. Uh, Kyle, where can everybody find you and the stuff that you do? If you're interested in coaching from me, that's available at kyleferguson.com, two S's in Ferguson, 
But I highly recommend that, by the way. This was a fantastic experience. It was just like, Kyle is telling me all of the things that I need to know, and I feel like I have a better concept of heroes now just from that, like, two matches that we did. <laughs> it's a shotgun of information, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, there's a lot to digest. I'm probably going to go back and listen to the games in the episode again. <laughs> well, And we were playing at the same time. Normally, we yeah. go over replays first so we can talk about it on paper, and then... <laughs> try it in game i mean we just straight up threw oh yeah you we in. just yep <laughs> so you did an awesome job thanks uh, but if you're just looking for heroes content heroes shows check out into the nexus on thursdays that's also a podcast and then live streams and video series happen on tuesdays and wednesdays at 3 p.m pacific over at twitch.tv slash kyle ferguson and that's solo q a where i mostly do solo q a solo play into hero league Perfect. So thank you again so much for joining me. If you guys want to follow me, you can do so on Twitter and Twitch. I am at Joss Plays, which is right underneath. And uh, if you'd like to see everything else that I'm doing, uh, all of my shows are actually over on amove.tv. So uh, thank you again, Kyle. And you guys, I will see you next week for some Overwatch fun. Yay!